going on down there. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm okay. We got wasp and haters. I, yeah, I got wasp and haters. Oh. Um. <laughs> Possessions of nine tenths of the law. I'm touching one. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's the end of day. TFCon Chicago 2018 Sunday. Yes. Uh, we just recorded with transmissions for their their Patreon stuff where they paywall all their good content. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. If they don't care about people, just uh, money. <laughs> but uh, we, we we finished a pretty solid convention. And the, the crux of the debrief, since it was kind of yours and mine and Caleb's baby, mm-hmm. uh, who I did not talk to enough. Yeah. I feel really bad about it, but... Well, he, he also had, like, his kid along with, and a decent amount of his schedule was determined by how how entertained can I keep child spawn being yeah. before child spawn being becomes in non-controllable, and then away things go. But uh, Yeah, I don't mean to, like, also immediately focus this podcast on the tcg but it's kind of what we spend a lot of time doing yeah yeah so um so we're gonna i want to get it out of the way first so yeah so we can do that so uh each of us got a booster box yeah and uh, um, all, all all things considered and i'm, I'm getting over it my booster box kind of sucked yeah well my my latest booster box was four rares out of it yeah mine my second um, booster box my, my one i bought here was a two rare booster one of the rares is the optimus i already had yeah which maybe will be trade fair in the future yeah but. i think i think you know if we want to talk about the game i think that optimus has got it has seen use in a couple of like the tech decks that are out there that look like they're doing good so i think it's not a bad rare it, to it get would be nice of. to be able to trade it to someone for a grimlock yeah that's kind of what i think would be a fair trade to get out of it yeah um, but uh, I mean, I did fill out a lot of battle cards with that yeah. booster box, and that that was helpful. But I, I would say, if I had a low point for cards, it's that I didn't have a moment of like, oh, I got this one. Yeah, it was mostly like I got all. If there were three, for instance, like A grade pulls, I got anything that wasn't an A grade pull. Yeah. You got the B plus pulls, yeah. and you know that fills out your deck building yeah. potential. And I gotta, yeah. I gotta deal with that. I gotta or accept that. Yeah, but and specifically a conversation that I had um, a couple of times, and then with uh, John Shork, who managed to show up here. Um, John, if you see uh, anything uh, from the official uh, trading card game from Watsi, that is most likely John, a uh, great guy and the like. And he, would, we were talking very briefly about distributions, and I told him that. Across four boxes, I had no super rare pulls. Um, and he's like, well, that's kind of like, that's statistics. I'm like, I, I know what statistics are. I understand statistics. Doesn't mean I like statistics, yeah, but I hate statistics. Let me clear, also clear up, like, I'm, I'm like, whinging a bit, because whatever. You know, just yeah, getting I mean, my whinging out. But, like, I'm not sitting here going, like, I deserve good pulls. Right. It's, it, yeah. it's I got good, I got a good uh, wealth of battle cards, especially yeah. to help get this game going in Toronto with my group of friends. Uh, it's just like obviously you want to also have a cool pull, yeah. You know, uh, and my first booster box I pulled Rare Optimus, Scrapnel with almost all the Insecticons and Shockwave, who ostensibly yeah. may be one of the most powerful cards in the game. Yeah, yeah, because your 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 uh, Shockwave Optimus deck shut down my Cosmos deck, and because that deck is all about like a cycling and discarding cards, and Shockwave says no, have, no, he says no, please discard yeah. cards. 
Yeah. Uh, and and I, I the one thing I didn't get to do that I wish I could have done is run that deck against Nemesis Prime. Yeah. I want to know if Shockwave is Nemesis one of Nemesis Prime's anathemas. Yeah. Because I think he is because Nemesis yeah. has a very similar goal to Cosmos. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think it's it's a matter of like we just didn't realize how big all of this was going to be. So yeah. To have dedicated time set aside. And, it was like hey here'll be these couple times it'd be really cool to get together and the one time that it seemed to be really big another thing that i don't think anybody had an idea of the size it was going to be the fanzine trading room thing was in our in the same space that we had and, and let's be and, clear that was uh, and in their words i agreed with them fanzine was a bit of a misnomer yeah it was it was uh, basically an artist's marketplace right which uh i, I checked a little bit on twitter it looks like it was amazing yeah uh, and and so I I get it. We basically two events that were larger than the Hanada room. Or mm-hmm. also I can completely understand putting them in there yeah. for their first goes. Yeah, both outgrew the Hanada room in minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I I mean that discussion has been had a couple times already with the proverbial powers that be in in hopes of uh, next TFCon, which is in March. Woof. Um, uh, in in LA. Uh, or in the Los Angeles area. I thought it was a kind of cute joke that it said Los Angeles Burbank. Yeah. All in one, like, um, one row. <laughs> so that, like, hopefully we'll have dedicated space and be able to find, you know, a half a day rather than an hour or two. And well, this maybe was... just, like, kind of go and I don't know about necessarily the term, the phrase hold court, but hold court there of, like, you know, hey, here's a place if you want to come and you want to tinker with decks or play or have enough time and be able to get signups to, you know, run a tournament and figure out yeah. how many people we have that want to do a tournament tournament and figure out if that's a round-robin thing or if that's a, a, this, this a, a single elimination or if we want to apply a, other rules. It was a huge learning experience uh, for the interest level of the game because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> as we said, like, I think to, to people basically... There was no evidence of any more than about twelve of us yeah. being really into this. I always throw that number around because to me it was like probably six to nine people with decks, yeah. and six to nine people who would like to learn how to play. Right. So uh, I'm I'm really happy about it because it means where this year was like crowded and well outside of its ability to, to yeah. hold uh, itself in that room. It's it means all right. We know that there's people now. Mm-hmm. And that in future, like, okay, we're going to kick some ass with, yeah. our, with our TCG stuff we want to do. And and huge shouts out to Caleb, who is a well-equipped judge tier yeah. organizer for this yeah, stuff. Yeah, he, he came ready with, uh, he'd I think he'd hit up every store that he drove past to pick up any starters in order to have enough if somebody wanted to pick up a starter. And I think I saw him, like, somebody was like, oh, it'd be really cool if I could get a starter. And there was a whoop moment as it came up and yeah and tried to to like help move that um to get people into it so like i mean i know that we're leading all this off talking about it and if we've got a listener that isn't terribly sure go first off first try and go to your friendly local gaming store um because i think getting them to see that the transformers trading card game as a a product that they should be like buying and building and supporting would be better than uh you, you want to put the wings down there because it's a wasp and that's like wings stack over top we'll, of we'll talk other. about this in a um <laughs> like go there first um it's going to be available at big box retailers uh specifically we picked up packs well, uh, the, at the, target and we cleared the, less, the target less than half a booster that yeah we target. 
um, <laughs> that we cleared out that they're also available there, but um, big box retailers going to big box. Um, yeah, and, and and I mean that's an option if you don't have an FLGS yeah, or if your very much. local gaming store isn't F. Yeah, uh, of which there are some that aren't. Yes, um, uh, my localist gaming store I think is working on losing the F, but um, <laughs> but yeah, so go and check that out. Show interest if you're somebody out there that's you know been dumb and bought a box or two or four and ripped them open and and have stuff. My plan is to go to the more F of the uh, FLGSs that's by me and um, see. W- if and what they have going on for it and say hey i would be interested in in having a like introductory night if you can have one or two of these open and then i'd have you know two or three decks because i've got enough that i've i think three or four of the different archetypes where i'd maybe only like be stepping on myself for rares for the cards that i need for stuff and be able to like start to develop a thing and especially being at the beginning of of a thing like this that we're like a month into it um the best time like if if you think that you could be a good person in that community you might be the good nucleus that that starts forming of said community um and and what you put out there is what you reap yeah and, and all that jazz i uh i, I ended up actually already because because basically i hate it when we don't have a raffle prize and they do yeah so i stripped out a whole lot of my stuff that could have been maybe a third or fourth deck mm-hmm. i was a little particular in, in a few certain directions but I, I i pulled out a whole bunch of my dupes to put in the raffle you should have dropped like a one or two rares in there too yeah because i just hate having things yeah. <laughs> should have mentioned something to me i've got a couple of like seventh and eighth rares i was i was up here basically like 10 minutes before (laughs) just scrounging for things well i was like i gotta drop my bags off and i was like you know i have a lot of commons yeah and i have enough to make a little pack of like 50 cards Mm -hmm. that probably would not be terrible to run against a starter deck so we'll do that and uh you know thankfully it looks like it went in a good place yeah um but yeah i i think i've got enough now though to make at least two solid decks uh, and then I'm I'm still tinkering with lists that I would call two opposing starter decks. Mm-hmm. So I want to have those lists ready to go if I were ever to be in a position to run an introductory night. Yeah. Then I could have these two decks that would be like what I would call maybe slightly better than the starter starter decks. Yeah. Uh, that would be built to oppose each yeah. other. Because that that's and I may end up doing that too, just because like you know the FLGS is going to have the starters and starter versus starter. It's neither of those ones. yeah neither of those decks are terribly compelling as it starts mm-hmm. and then they're also both kind of slow yeah the starter deck is starter versus starter is great for a day yeah not just once it's great for a day uh with the promise that you have access to cards soon because mm-hmm. uh, the mo- basically me and, and, and ray played it mm-hmm. and it was like it was fun for two games we swapped in the gen con characters it was fun for another game and a half and then we were like this needs more mm-hmm. and uh, now i played with hoopla uh, with a couple of like prototype starter lists I'd made up, right, uh, and it was fantastic, uh, and and they were not even amazing decks. I kind of just made them on the fly. I was basically like pulling staple cards, and where I had a decision to make between this or this, I'd give one deck this and the other deck this, and uh, and those games played tight. We played a two out of three uh, starter characters versus Insecticons, okay. and with that in mind, he still had me like I had to work to yeah. beat the starter team. And the starter team is a great thing to give someone who's get playing the game at first because they don't have to contend with flip abilities everywhere right? Uh, on their own side. So 
Uh, we should probably cap the, the TCG talk there. It's been about 10, 11, 12 minutes. Um, and we're just looking on eBay. It looks like the Gen Con pack. Is that sold? Uh, no. Okay, there, there's a there's listing. There's another for 150 There's another for 165 There's another for 200 It's been like that for a while now. Yeah. Um, Let's actually see. Thank goodness it filter. seems... People who have Soul 310 items. targeting systems are reporting Done. that it's not amazing. Uh, still 140, 165, 140, yeah. 120. And that's USD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank goodness. 120 is the subtle point. Thank goodness tandem targeting system as a threesome apparently is not changing the game. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't care now. <laughs> all out attack, though. I got I got to bust that out, and then the Insecticons four on one. The thing about all out attack, though, right? That's something you do at the end of the game. Do you need more than one yeah. in the 40? Yeah. I, I dare say uh, maybe other, not. Other than cycle, like two maybe would be nice. Two would be nice, but I think that that card survives as a one of. Yeah. And I think tandem targeting system as a three of is cute, but it's stacking plus attack on probably a planes deck mm-hmm. who don't need plus attack as yeah. much as they need direct damage, right. in my opinion. Uh, anyway, TCG talk. Aside yeah. from TCG stuff, let's talk a little what we got. All right, because uh, we're all chilling here. I'll, I'll talk yeah. about my little hall here. I've been messing around with. I'm going to turn one of these to a robot. I never had a Transmetal Waspinator, mm-hmm. so I swung a little deal at Transformers Land. I think they were called. That's the one that was by the comic book the, boxes. The comic book box, yes, that yeah. was Transformers Land. And uh, basically, I bought Transmetal Waspinator, Fox Kids Transmetal Waspinator, and then got a free injector out of the deal. Uh, Injector, I think I have one back in BC, but for me, a lot of Beast Wars toys right now are kind of like, if I really want them and I want them around me, mm-hmm. I don't really want to take the ones from BC over to Toronto. Right. Because also some of them, I don't think the Transmetal 2s will survive that trip super well. So, uh, oh, helpful pictures. So anyway, I'm just messing with Transmetal Waspinator here, and this toy is pretty darn cool. Uh, a lot of people have said that to me, and yeah. I'm like, hey, guess what, it's right. Those those Beast Era toys are... Are, are still something to be seen. He's got, yeah, just lots going on. Uh, the Wasp mode on the... Actually, now I understand. The Fox Kids one, this is better. Yeah. Uh, the fact that this part that was chromed is now just in a nice enamel paint. Yeah. Like, that feels good. And it looks like a Wasp rather than riotous vomited, vomited, vomited colors and words I can't apparently say that, in, in the sequence. I'm not entirely sure what you were going for there. <laughs> uh but yeah, so the, the, the crux of my haul is kind of like these three Beast Wars toys. I got a $5 Cindersaur from Titans Return because this is a great story. I found this table. A whole bunch of Titans Return legends just in the bubbles on the table marked 10 bucks. Okay. And so I'm like, why? And then the guy looks at me. He goes like, so I'm helping my buddy. These are because he wanted every card. And so I sat there for a second as one gear moved. And then I said, that's the guy. I said, oh, no. <laughs> and then I said, oh, no, because <laughs> I looked at this table. Because we were, like, joking, like, what, last night or the night before about there's somebody out there. No, 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 they'd just be going for the images. And we're like, no, there's probably somebody out there that has and just a card binder full of all of the Oh, no. And that's this spread. Oh, uh, no. Just a, whole bunch, a whole bunch of tailgates, a whole bunch of uh, scrapnels, I think it was, uh, the, the one who got the reissue. Um, oh, the hit, Outbacks go, and Cindersaurs. Going for the leaders. Oh, no. i got to imagine it only happened with the Legends. Uh, oh, I hope so. But what, so one of the, so they were all like the bubble without the card back, right? Uh huh. 
Um, but then there was this Indrasaur who was just the insert without the front bubble or the little piece of paper. Uh-huh. And it was five bucks instead of ten bucks. So I'm like, why is this one five bucks? And I'm assuming five bucks is the front of the bubble. Yeah. Literally, the answer was, it's cursed. Okay. And so I was like, how cursed? <laughs> and he's like, it doesn't have instructions. So I was like, you know what? I will inherit this curse. Yeah. And then I said, I suppose you have a cursed out back as well. And he's like, no, we don't. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> like five American for Cinderstore, I'll do that. Yeah. Ten American for Outback, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Because uh, I'm convinced Outback I will eventually find for a nickel someday. Yeah. But uh, there was that, there was that. I got the Dijengar um, repaint of Wing that Mastermind put out with the, with the tattered cloak. Right. Uh, I got Mastermind's surprise stealth RC Azalea, which is a darn solid toy for my one transformation through. I'm really impressed with that because Ocular Max, I'm always like, I hope this is built well. Yeah. And I, that, I managed to talk myself off of getting that Azalea. I was standing yeah. there with it in hand and still had con cash, and I'm like, well, these two things kind of could go together. No, 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 this is, I, I went out of the way to use credit cards a couple times. This con cash has already spoken for in the way of, of my gets, so. And then uh, and, and the one thing I'll say where I would have actually browbeat you probably as much as I could to try to get it, I didn't confirm this. That thing comes with a real spooky, like, unhinged jaw screaming face yeah. in two colors, which makes me think that that face sculpt is exclusive because they're giving it to you in stealth and normal RC colors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and then there was also uh, the Fans Project G2 uh, Downforce, the black drag strip, because mm-hmm. um, I'm collecting that set. I felt more vindicated collecting that set when I saw the X-Transbots G2 Breakdown, who, in my opinion, they had one out of the box. I was kind of thinking about getting it. His colors are too muted, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the, that's G2 colors. It should be like painful to look directly at. You have to yeah. like, have either be in soft lighting or look at it in a reflection or something. I assume it was color matched to something. It probably was. Yeah. But to me, it's kind of like if you're doing it new, like like lean into it, my yeah. man. Like, well, it, it, it's the thing that's always, you know, like I was talking about like bot bots. Bot bots look like they transform the way that we think the McChangeables transformed. Yeah, you know, if you're doing something like this, it's a, you know, it's a memoir, you know, it's a memories line. Like, do it the way you think it was done, not like somebody going, oh well, no, that's actually three Pantones darker of a color. Like, so like, that's what it should be. It's like, well, I, yeah, okay, but at the same time, that's not the same like visceral kick that that it would be yeah and i don't want to poop on someone who did the pantone homework because that's yeah. respectable yeah it's just like at the end of the day and a lot of people like that one so and, and i don't think that you're wrong for liking it i think it looks solid but for me i really wanted to see a, a, a g1 masterpiece alike just blitzing me mm-hmm. and the moment when i decided maybe i don't want to pick this up is when i realized i had to lean in to see the face yeah and I was like, that face should be screaming at me. Yeah, I shouldn't be having to like squint and like look in to see it, like what color it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of buying that, I bought a box of TCG cards, <laughs> which probably seemed pretty weird to to, to the Toy Dojo dudes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, outside of that, I got the oh, I got that um, the Constructor Core mm-hmm. fans project. Did I got that, that too? That freaking beautiful leather yeah. job. Uh, that's like that's uh, the 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 Iron Fist that uh, Mech Ideas had that was weathered a few years mm-hmm. back. Like this feels like it might have been the and same. And apparently, team. those are numbered as well. Yeah, Geronimus yeah, um, saw him here, and it was like he got number sixty nine. So of course, there's congrats, Geronimus. Like, nice, but <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that was a numbered thing. I got to play with that some too, and like the way that the 
the paint just stacked up for the like the bullet hits or whatever actually makes it almost feel textured. Yeah, which is pretty cool. There's even a dusty feel yeah. on all the all the dry brushing. Yeah. So I, that that made me feel really good about my kind of snap decision to get the Grimlock core, the uh-huh. Severo core, because I was like, I like steel core. I don't know if I still like it. I haven't messed with it in a while. Yeah. I got the Severo core. Played with it, I was like, oh, I still like this. Yeah. And so Constructor Core, I'm down. I kind of wish I still had my Steel Core, but that had to get sold at a at a critical juncture in time where money was more important than uh, than the other things. So yeah, uh, it'd be nice if they like did another run at some point in time. But who knows? Maybe do them in a, in an icy blue. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that I'm forgetting that I picked up. I, I got some cool uh, playing cards at uh, Walgreens. Yeah. Uh, so I could do some uh, some Pharaoh shuffling. And we had our kind of failed Walgreens run. Well, we made it to Walgreens. There was no fail of it. This was after sushi. There was just nothing there. There was just nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those Walgreens. Uh, and I, I I think it's bad. I got I mean I got my comic signed. Um, uh, Robots with Coffee gave me a, re- a few really cool things, um, like a, a princess robot book that's super cool, a coloring book. Cool. I got an Ambulon bookmark. Okay. Uh, where it's a bookmark that's folded paper. Uh-huh. So this Ambulon like this is a bookmark, and if you pull on it like a like a Mad Magazine fold ad, oh then, then it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a chainsaw going up through yeah, the middle. Yeah, I was, saw I saw those sitting there. Yeah, those like, are pretty pretty fun. That's my kind of thing. Uh, and I wish I had bought more art stuff. Um, if I had one regret, it's that. I didn't do enough dealer room exploration when I had the chance. Yeah. And then I didn't spend enough of my time in there looking at the artist stuff. I got so carried away trying to find TM2 Scourge on card. Yeah. And, and then the, the I had this run around where I, I told the story on the round table, but I, I, I saw a TM2 Iguanas on card for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like Iguanas as well. For 10 bucks, I'll do it. Yeah. Because there were two other ones in the room for 20 and 25. Came went around the room, came back to get the ten dollar one. It and most of the Beast Wars were gone. Yeah, and I was like, "What happened?" And then the guy's like, "Well, the dealer table behind you for some reason just walked up and bought all our Beast Wars." Yeah, so I was like, "All right." Yeah, no, th- this year I don't know. It seemed weird to me. It seemed like I spent almost no time in the panel rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from the couple panels that I was either potentially going to be on or wanted to, like I watched probably the first half of your uh, "Why Do We Enjoy the Toy" two point. 1.7. Very good panel to watch. Very um, soft panel to watch. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I just like didn't spend time there, and like I would spend a little bit of time trying to like I you know talk some some uh, card games with a couple people, and then like I kept doing the rounds around the dealer room, and it, then it, I this seemed like a weird one for me for that sort of thing too. Yeah. Um. I I think that if I had like one regret. It's that Friday I conked out super early. Yeah, we did. We did. We were yeah. we were we were down early on Friday, so we even like you know some of the other friend time kind of got lost because it was just it was like a timing thing after Half Brow House where we went mostly deaf. Yeah, and uh, and and also like I was telling people like I I just had a bit of a sleep schedule correction, mm-hmm. and it meant that <clears throat> eleven o'clock Chicago time midnight my time. Uh, and full of Hofbrauhaus House yeah. and two ciders. I just died. Yeah, uh, Hofbrauhaus. So Hofbrauhaus is a German beer hall style thing, and it is like concussive waves of sound force. It's a, a very loud 
uncalm place. Yeah. It's nice. They make good food. It's a worthwhile <laughs> experience. And I'm imploring everyone, please, next time we're in Chicago, remind me that I don't want to go to Hofbrauhaus right. again. It takes about it takes about two years to forget what Hofbrauhaus does to just your body yeah. and existing. And you're like, hey, yeah, I remember that was germ food. It was kind of silly in there. And then you're in there and you're just like, oh, God, yeah, why did we come in here again? It is nothing against Hofbrauhaus as an establishment, mm-hmm. but it ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to remember, don't go to Hofbrau House, Chris. Um, <laughs> it ruins you. <laughs> maybe we'll have that in the... Uh, in know, the con prep? In, in a con <laughs> prep for, for uh, the next TFCon Chicago. Yeah, if Hofbrau you, House, no! If you ever want a clue that maybe we're trying to get rid of you, <laughs> yeah, it's when we tell you on Friday, hey, you should go to Hofbrau House. Yeah. <laughs> Earplugs? Nah, you don't need those here. Oh, I got worried when we were in there. Yeah, I was kind of like, "Is this going to be a thing?" Like, like I joked about tinnitus on uh, Saturday morning, but I had just still a little bit of like, "Is that the air conditioner or the fridge humming in here, or is that moi?" Yeah, no, that's that's not me. Okay, good. <laughs> um, as far as my gets, I got um, so before the show even started, I picked up Power of the Prime's Inferno mm-hmm. because I think it only showed up once in town, and I was like, man. And by the time I was like, no, I actually probably ought to get it. Uh, it was it was long gone, and then Voyagers just didn't show up for like two months. Yeah. Um, so I got that at, at the Target when we did our Target run. Um, other than that, I picked up the uh, Masterpiece Dinobot. Um, I mean, that's quite a get. Yeah, that was that was the big get really, um, for more than original retail, but less than anywhere else that you can find it online now. I felt like some of your gets, they did kind of feel like um, less convention gets, like gets. Yeah. And more like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Um, Dinobot was kind of that way. Um, and it's like, I like buying the masterpieces at a convention. That's just kind of a thing that goes together. I can dig um, it. And then um, I got uh, Optimal Optimus. The Power of the Primes. The Power of the Primes, yeah. Optimal Optimus. Um, again, because like just leaders haven't been seen in our area, and when a box of leader shows up, it's like a wave one box, and then it and then it sits forever because it's Optimus Prime and Rodimus that the people that are excited about getting it that help clear out shelves already have. Yeah. So then it's the it's the slow burn on things, and um, I'm trying to think where else I have things. Uh, also got a box of boosters. Um, oh yeah, so I got uh, that hunk of junk, uh, oh, the I unique felt... toy, day and night. I wish I had been there with you because, like, I think this is unique toys, day and night. They're they're the pocket scale mm-hmm. um, Snapdragon and uh, and Maximus, and, yeah, Cerebros. Uh, the the unique toys pocket scale stuff has always looked like it looks okay, but I don't want to actually pay money for it. Right, is how I'd put it. And when when and and, and I this, learned as such, yeah, when you, when you came in with this, I was like, oh man, if I'd been there with you, I think in my head I was like, I think I might have told you maybe try to handle one. Yeah, but maybe but I'd also heard that this wave with this guy and an ape face was better. And I never really looked yeah. into it. And then I, I watched you messing with them. I didn't really mess with them yeah. myself, admittedly. I'll, I'll give you the chance to mess with them if you want. But you seem real disappointed. Yeah, so uh, I'll go ahead and crack it open. Also, we, can, we can do it since we're in person also here. Also, 44 bucks, please remember. 44 yeah. So, you know, you, using the, um, the, you know, Iron Factory. So I got the Iron Factory... Um, 
Annihilator, Racing Brothers Annihilator, which is the red alert that this is still sealed, but I'm not concerned about Iron Factory too much. So like, I'll crack it open and have it for, for similar size and posability and scale. But uh, yeah, just the, just the 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 word that you love that I'm not going to say in your fr- the hand feel of oh, it. Oh, you said my word. Yeah, just ha- it it has mm. that slightly different like dollar store toy like not it's not soapy, but it's like it feels like they're going for a texture, but there's no real texture to it. Yeah, like like the feel of these. To be honest, I don't mind that much, given that I've handled some of the mm-hmm. other ones, and, and also like I was telling you, at least this one's head can look slightly left yeah. and right. A very over designed ability to look about twenty degrees total. Right. <laughs> to be honest, which I mean, at least for the way that that works, it's because of the way that it connects in. Yeah. For when it's ahead. But like the the bummer of these is that they very much feel like something that would be incredible for thirty bucks. Yeah. But at forty four bucks, at, at, at forty four, it's rough, and the the instructions that come with it are very much subpar to the point of it doesn't show a, it doesn't show that torso twist. Well, it's thing that's let's, supposed let's sum- to be. Let's like, summarize this properly. The instructions were bad enough that you spent a good ten minutes convinced your toy was misassembled. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. That motion. Yeah. That twist that, that, that plays well for audio here. There's a twist that you do in order to make the like the cockpit part look up, but then even then, like okay, this is how it sits and transformed, and it can just do that. There's no, yeah. there's no nothing that keeps it locked in place, and it's just not like even at small scale. I know it's maybe a little bit harder to have the ability to have everything peg and tab and and do what you think it should do, but at the same time, like. Those are kind of essential features, I feel, and this is missing on every one of those those hits. So the the coverage of, of the unique toys pocket scale stuff, the, the headmaster ones, basically. Uh like I have the first two, the Chrome Dome and Weird Wolf. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're they're interesting, they're kinda neat. Uh they feel quirky. That was what I liked about them. Yeah. I got mine off of eBay from a Chinese seller for a lot less yeah. than forty bucks. And that helped, but a lot of the coverage of these things often seems to give them a, give them a bit of a not a pass, but it gives them a lot of leeway for being small, in a way where I feel like we're not giving that leeway to Iron Factory. Yeah, then then right there is yeah. the Iron Factory red alert, and it's like and we don't need to give that leeway. Yeah, to Iron Factory. you don't need to give the leeway to it. Like if you, and that's the thing. I think like I think part of the difference is you could take the Iron Factory, you could take this toy. And scale it up to deluxe size. Yeah. And I think it would still be a good toy. Like, you'd, you'd have to lighten it out. You'd probably have to redesign just a little bit of the engineering. But this, at that scale, would be good. Um, yeah. Unique toy stuff up, like, maybe if this was 20% smaller. Yeah. It, it'd yeah, be effective. And this is also leaving out where I, I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. Because I, I don't know what I expect out of it. You seemed also even let down by the way I put it when you showed it to me. The 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 head mode of the Cerebros seems yeah. way too aware that it's a head that will never have a body. Right. You know, if it is something that like looked like it was scaled or, you know, especially since it's Cerebros that turns into a head. You know, like if it had had like 
if that it had been a triple changer and that head was one thing and that it did uh even if it was like a weird blocky tank thing that yeah. would maybe be acceptable that the head's kind of weird yeah but that it's just a head that it's not even like it has the you know the instructions have the shadow of another transformer that it goes on top of or that it's like scale wise to something like that okay cool like i feel you know, it's pretty transparent they're not going to make a big ass base that it right to right so if this had been either scaled up to be like a replacement fort mac like um power power of the primes fort max or not that that would still be uh, titan's return titan's return yeah. fort max if it was something that looked like it could like replace that and then it had a reason to exist like that okay or if it was something that was scaled down to okay it's not going to replace a normal headmaster but like yeah be something ish like that okay maybe but this is instead like it's a weird middle middle ground i that, just find, i find myself wishing that they'd either gone like hilariously whole hawk on uh-huh. the head mode or if they leaned way more into the data bank mode, you know, the kind right. of half transform yeah, head right, mode. Where it like turns into like either a data bank or like an air AC unit. Yeah. And uh, well his head can turn all the way. Yeah. So that's that's fascinating. Well yeah, that's that's on a square peg into a hole. Yeah, so so the other ones that's not needed. Well yeah, because the that, other you ones see that swivel bit there? That doesn't have the swivel bit. Yeah, on the chrome dome, this whole thing is just a big plate with a square hole yeah. in it. I remember when I told you that, you gave me a really funny look. Yeah. You were like, wait, what the head swivel's new? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this base tier of technology is something. Uh... It's such a shame because there, there's a lot about these designs that I like. Yeah. Like the Chrome Dome and the Weird Wolf both have this thing where their accessories can store in these gaps. Okay. To form heels. Like in a really funny kind of like. Yeah, so he comes with two fins for the Snapdragon and then two swords. All but right. there's no there's no discussion. And again, these instructions are. Something akin to hot garbage, um, that it's not even w- worthy of that phrase. It's maybe like tepid garbage. Well, they're they're, they're printed. They, they look like something that was printed uh, right before the product was shipped. Yeah, is how I'd put it. Uh, so I was hoping almost that that uh, Snapdragon was actually misassembled, so I'd be able to return it. However, since it is entirely functional. I don't think that it would be appropriate to go back to a place what I bought a toy from to say, like, yeah, this is junk. But it's because we're collectors of honor. Yeah. Uh-huh. I do a, do a Walmart-level replacement, put a sock and a, and a <laughs> piece, couple of Legos in there and and call it a... I don't know. That's how it came. It yeah, happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bought a Lego set. Open it up, expecting it to be Legos. And it sucks. And it, well, it was <laughs> it was it was Mega Blocks and like a con- one single piece of Connects and well, something word. else. Uh, I want like I want to hear a sour word about. Teeth. Oh yeah, vampire like the you know the really bad like little kid vampire teeth. Oh okay, that's okay. Yeah. And a Hot Wheel. <laughs> well, a Hot Wheel can be valuable. Valuable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's really my gets. It's been, you know, the couple of of big hits, and then um, a couple other little just like I spent cash on food, which is not normal for me because I, I, you know, look at that separately. But it's just been like, hey, this is what I'm 
what I've got and how I'll do it for this convention because whatever. I I like these things for the people more and more. Well, let's um let's check in my battery on this. It's all good. Let's take a sec to to talk about other people. Okay. Let's talk about all them other all them other podcasters because there were a lot of podcasters we met. There were. Uh, and I want to I want to I want to be a super friendly person, and I just want to I want to I want to gush about how cool those people are. Steel City Podcast. Mm-hmm. Those two guys. Mm-hmm. Those two youngins. As they mm. they presented themselves. Uh, I was talking about this at the the panel and on our our own podcast a few times. How how friggin' awesome is it that we've got people who want to to be voices. And who are voices, who are coming from a, a, a starting point, well be like well into our mid range, late range era of our own fandom, mm-hmm. and what a what a fresh perspective to have. Some of them were in grade school when we started this podcast. Yeah, one of them was nine or ten when Revenge of the Fallen came out, <laughs> uh, and and like we you know we kind of talked a little bit about that studio series news of the Devastator combination right. stuff and how like. In his words, and God, this was so perfect as an example of why this is so valuable. That Devastator was something he could never have as a kid, and because he never had one, never handled one, it as a white whale yeah. was something where even though he knows it isn't as good as he thinks it is, he never actually went to get the real one because he preferred his childhood driven image of what it would be. Yes. And I immediately related because that's how I felt about G1 Fort Max. Mm-hmm. Until I was in my twenties or early thirties, and actually got one, and was f- fairly disappointed with the end result. <laughs> yeah, because <it's... laughs> it was an impossible. It's not like Fort Max's fault, but right. Um, I I understand the notion of the big toy you can't have, mm-hmm. and for that to apply to this, and then for me to have my own perspective over here, where like, you know, I'm I'm me. Uh, I'm I'm someone who was recording this podcast when Devastator was presented to us originally. Right. So friggin' cool, man. Yeah. And that he's up on the you know we're sharing we're sharing that podcast space we're sharing the roundtable space we're all still speaking as equals. Yeah. Like like that I don't know I have this whole like friggin' hippie image of the Transformers fandom I've been into for the last little bit, but I think it's true. Like. I don't know. There's other fandoms where that level of intergeneration. Uh, Type of type of um, interplay is is toxic at best. Yeah, there there are some fandoms that I've seen where there's a bit of the like kiss the ring, yeah, type of thing. We're like, oh no, we've been the ones that have been around for for ten years. You've you've got to like learn at our feet before yeah. it's acceptable for you to have an audience. And... Like like fandoms that that feel like tenure, you know, matters mm-hmm. or not. I guess matters isn't the right word. The tenure. Uh, it, that those with tenure should expect deference. Yeah, uh, and 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 I've been talking a lot about how the Transformers fandom is like inoculated against the older fans having that kind of social power. Yeah, over the younger ones, and I think there's no better example than some of the you know just that that basic thing that mm-hmm. someone with a, with a podcast with an audience can have that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and then you know on on the other side of the coin, the, the Radio Free Cybertron guys. It, it's amazing podcasting with all these like eighty year old men, yeah, just just gray hair wisping off. It's their amazing faces. they were able to make it up the steps onto the stage without their walker. Oh, was... okay, listen, like you didn't see the veins in their legs, just yeah. like the, the blood bursting out the sides. What good sports those guys are, <laughs> especially diecast. Yeah, diecast took a lot. I actually felt kind of bad. I was starting to get into the whole like 
the the comedy duo thing with him yeah. in my mind, but in a way that was not very fair. <laughs> and and uh, and Diecast is a wonderful person who introduced me to Spudgers and has probably saved many of my toys from getting horrifically scratched up due to it, like a simple tool. And and also they are they are so good at like just smoothly getting into the the multi podcast yeah um, rhythm yeah I would say. And and then I gotta also give shouts out to uh, to to Autobot Autobot Decepticast. Autopod Pod Decepticast because it's pod and then because Daryl called it Autobot Decepticast once okay and now he's ruined it in you're, my head. you're relying on anything out of Daryl well well no it's just that's what I heard first okay uh, he infected me with the wrong anyway those guys are 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 coming like they 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 were kind of like coming into what was I believe they described as like their first Transformers convention experience mm-hmm. and and coming in the deep end and also like bless them. I uh, their their panel was was up against up against quote unquote I'm doing big air quotes one of the TCG slots which should not have been a thing yeah except that at this convention they and we discovered how many people care about the TCG and all they were hearing was oh man but that's during the TCG slot yeah and I felt terrible for them yeah that's I ended up missing and I heard it was a great a great panel that so, they that they did I went to see it and I skipped today's TCG slot yeah. Because partly I felt bad, and also, but you know, partly I felt bad. But more importantly, I talked to to their Aaron mm-hmm. a whole bunch, which is weird to say. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we, we were hanging out a bit last night at the bar, and 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 just talking. And he was a very friendly dude. And I was like, I I want to support your media creation. I want to, especially yeah. the, since the panel they were doing was a a straight up like more rehearsed, refined, constructed presentation. All podcasts aren't just off the cuff and ad hoc. I'm still trying to figure out if maybe they were pulling my leg. Like I'm going to admit, but <laughs> but yeah, they, 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 uh, he and his two co-hosts or three co-hosts. Sorry, one of them was in the audience on a mic uh, named Mike, I believe. Actually, <laughs> and somehow that makes that makes me keep forgetting that he was part of the podcast. It's really stupid on my part. Uh, they they had a real good presentation. It was it was kind of like a live version of a pretty clever YouTube video, is the way I'd put it. Okay, and I mean that as a compliment. I'm hoping that doesn't come out the wrong way. Yeah. but it was like, it was it was kind of like in acts. It was like opened up with top ten ways Daniel almost died. <laughs> it, was, it was quite funny. Then they did a little game, uh, like kind of game show thing, mm-hmm. uh, sort of tongue in cheek. Like there was no way to lose. Yeah, kind of. and then uh, and then did some bits where with artist rendition because they're all they're all illustrators or graphic artists by trade. Okay. So with some illustrations done up to go with it, they kind of did. They were summarizing some of the weirder parts of the you know that original script mm. where Unicron is in Jestor. Yeah, and the Autobots on the shuttle die way more graphically in the writing. Like mm-hmm. Prowl is melted, mm-hmm. Brawn is cut in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I always forget about this one. Ironhide and Ratchet are shot so much they physically fuse together and then explode. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so they they're going through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had another little game show thing, and then it, it was just it was a really cool. Like like I said, it was like a it was like a constructed live version of a piece of internet media. And, right. a, and, a, and a good one. Right. Um, and also, they were real good sports, being part of another couple of new guys to the roundtable scenario. Mm-hmm. And, and Aaron putting up with all of my garbage, either on Friday, incessantly asking him questions about going through the 86 movie yeah. minute by minute. Or today, to try to put the cap on his TCG rivalry he didn't intend to be in. Yeah. You know, giving him the best card in the game. Yeah. Sergeant Cup. He's going to win a lot of games for Sergeant Cup. 
Yeah, hope someone does someday. Um, but yeah, like, like the, I don't mean to leave the transmissions to do that, but it's like we talk about them all the time. Yeah, like, like come on, grow up, transmissions. You yeah. don't <laughs> yeah, that weird cousin that shows up all the time. You, grow up. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to be talked about all the. Grow up. Okay. I, <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't not be a jerk. Uh, I don't know why. It's lousy of me. Yeah. Like I said, uh, it's 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 working towards the the family stuff. That's right. That's um, right. We see him. At, at all these conventions, and they're always welcoming, and they're always always fun to be around. Jeremy so. does so much work. Yeah, he does. Uh, so Jeremy uh, of Transmissions hand curated our our podcast roundtable recordings on his Zoom. Yeah, uh, or at least on the Friday one, which led, I believe, to a, also a better one today. But on mm-hmm. Friday, he straight up was sitting back there like, "I am going to get the levels, yeah, that I want on this recording, and or else." Oh, it was it was. I don't know. The the multi-podcast roundtable thing has been such a wonderful experience, uh, partly because we get to do this with you know, new new faces and new mm-hmm. voices, but also because like we all get to rely on each other right. on a technical level, um, more so than like all of us being on our insular little setup where I never tell anyone how anything works, mm-hmm. and then I complain afterwards that nothing worked. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have two microphones on a bed right now, right. but that's me being lazy. Yeah. Well, it, it is also like Sunday, dang near midnight, so you get a pass. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so in general, I, I enjoyed this TFCon, although I feel like I I could have done more. Uh, I, I I usually have the feeling, but this TFCon, I had this yeah. really distinct feeling that like I was sort of going to the things I I was going to do in front of people, mm-hmm. and then at least at least on Saturday, I kind of backed off more than I wanted. Yeah. To. I uh, I I'll, I'll admit I had kind of that same energy where like I I know that there are a bunch of people here that I don't get to see all that often and then I would like do half a lap of the dealer room with them and then just feel like tapped out on energy and I don't know if it's like me personally because I've got extra life next week and you have extra life next week yeah like, that's... <laughs> like I've got I had one of the the teammates that like the location that we did it at before isn't wanting to do that so we had to find one of our team members like have have a pretty cool geek basement and we've got the space to do all this in and it's going to have its own benefits doing it there but at the same time there's a whole other like level of logistics now required um what what are you what are you doing chris action feature okay um I'll go find the ancient video of I that I have of you with uh, oh, Masterpiece Grimlock, Grimlock, Grimlock having a moment. <laughs> um, but you know, so I I've, I've had a bunch of other like things, and I came off of my first three days this week were doing my job and my boss's a significant portion of my boss's job yeah. because of everything. So I kind of came into this at a low energy state and like. I feel great. I've had a happy time. It's not like I've been like reclusive throughout oh, no. all this, but and I've it, not had the high energy to come in and sail on that. I came in at low energy and I've managed to like build and find a comfortable spot. I for dare it. I dare say we all kind of repaired on Friday night. Yeah. Like we all slept I think we all slept a lot. Yeah. And it meant Saturday and today. I think we've been a lot more active than we might have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. If we'd kind of forced Friday night to be like right. Let's go and bash our face against people. Right. Um, speaking for myself, I know I'm, I came into this convention off of a pretty negative space. 
and I think that might have been affecting it too, which means thank you all who are here for getting me out of that mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. American TF cons also are always like, they're just off season enough. I'm always like, am I doing this right? Yeah. Which is a dumb thing to think. It's but also I'm like, almost right? November and <laughs> weird timing. And, uh, and it turns out the next one is in five months. Yeah. So uh, we're all going to be there, obviously. Because uh, we all have infinite travel money, right? right. That's that's the thing for you right. guys. Yeah, uh, you all get your travel vouchers to the next TFCon. I hope so. Uh, you know, I unfortunately right now, like always, I got to say, no guarantees. I'll be there, but whoever is there, I'll make them record something if I'm not mm -hmm. there. But uh, I would like to be there. Uh, in closing, though, good TFCon and and boy, oh, I should say maybe not in closing. I want to briefly report on my two panels that weren't podcasts. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll be brief. It's it's really just they went well. Oh, good. Um, the the fan that's that's very brief. Good job at keeping it brief. Yeah, thank you. Now I'll just ruin that. Uh, the fan media panel. Uh, it's called Crowd Collaborative Video Review, but I actually stripped a lot of that out this year. Okay. Um, partly for time, but also I noticed that the parts where I tried to make people talk were the parts that most often led to people feeling like a little awkward. Yeah, I want to. I want to say in the in the times that I had sat in on on that panel when you would run that, you would get the issue of people that waited in line and then somebody too ahead of them said the thing they were going to say. Yeah, and they didn't have like they were locked into that. And there was nothing there for someone who was maybe in those moments of that those panels. Mm -hmm. There was nothing there for someone who maybe felt a little wallflower. Right. And I wasn't offering them an out. Right. So in this panel, what I did is for the collaboration part, it was more so I kind of ran through making a video and to also solve a problem of me trying to run equipment at the same time, mm -hmm. I just pre-shot all of it in the hotel room. I didn't think of this till the last minute, so it was kind of a kind of a haggard morning. Yeah. But it was mostly all pre-filmed, and then I pantomimed filming in the panel, and then just said, "Here, I'll show you what it would turn out like." Yeah, uh, it kept the energy up. I was able to put a few, you know, sight gags in. I, I showed what a uh, jump cut would a jump cut magic trick looks like. I showed what a cut on action looks like. Uh, I shot a, a friggin' um, dramatized combination sequence for a pair of crash combiners, mm -hmm. and got two folks in the audience to do the voices for them. The one thing that failed was. That zoom with the fuzzy thing was janking out, so I ah. couldn't I couldn't load the audio straight in and show them their voices on screen right away. Okay, but hopefully they're they are those who are involved are following me on Twitter and we'll see the clip when I throw it up there. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it ended up feeling like what I wanted after the last after TFCon Toronto this year. I was mm -hmm. like, this fan media panel at least needs a tweak to just be the parts people are enjoying. Right, and I think this is the tweak it needs right yeah. now. Uh, and then why do we enjoy the toy as always like like without fail is an amazing panel experience for me as a presenter that uh, not to speak to people who are actually watching it but it sounds like a lot of people enjoy it still mm -hmm. and that makes me so happy because that that topic is so important in my yeah opinion. it's a, it's an interesting different type of it's like a discussion panel versus a I'm a learn you panel type of thing and the format that you have allows for it to be a conversation with a room full of people where it's actually a conversation not a dictation and i'm and i'm so lecture. i'm so interested in doing that because like other panels are there's q a panels and mm -hmm. there's informational panels 
And Q&A panels are sort of a, a very um, uh, curated conversation, right. rightfully so. Right. Uh, there's no real room for conversation in a, in a fully informational panel, rightfully so. Right. But uh, a panel I get to run as just another fan who is maybe coming off of the, the slight elevated soapbox of, like, I make media that some people look at. The last thing I ever want to do is make the panel be like, let's talk about how cool I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for the most part, anyway, then I do dumbass stuff like at the end of the fan media panel. Uh, where we had we had time left, so I was just like, you know, any questions about media, go ahead, or any questions about Transformers or life. I know everything. Just ask yeah. me anything. I mean, just make some stuff up. So I just, you know, I said I invented the Transformers, uh, and it was a real hard project, and people saying cars shouldn't walk, but, you know, we had a fight, and I won. That's why we have the Transformers now. Fan media, or the, uh, the, the um, uh, why do we enjoy the toy panel, is... Something I never, I would never want to tell people how to enjoy the toy. Right. The crux of it is like, I want to, I want people to think about why. Yeah. And to tell them how to think why, I think would be a big folly. Right. So, having the conversation, uh, the biggest risk is that no one wants to talk, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm still amazed that without fail now, five or six times, even in the smallest room I've done it in, someone eventually wants to talk by the time we hit minute fifteen. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of rambling a bit here, but I really wanted to just like get it out. Yeah. That like, I'm, I'm so happy doing these panels mm-hmm. and they make the convention for me in a lot of ways. Cause I enjoy talking in front of people. I don't find it nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. I find it, uh, enriching, um, which is, which is you know, thankful. It's just the way that, you know, the stuff runs through my head and, um, yeah, thank thank you all if you're out there who were you know, taking part in those things. If you're listening to this, thank you again for taking part in that. And Aaron, thanks for taking part in the podcast roundtable. Hey, and, I was hoping to have time on the first one too, but just, it, we had so many people show up that I was I was more than happy to take the step back to let like other stuff like culminate and, and brew rather than just being a. Uh, us yelling at other people type of thing that that, that, it, that up, even the Sunday panel kind of ended up being of well the, the so me and Jeremy talked a bit mm-hmm. as I recall you know, maybe, maybe I'm already misremembering I feel like it was me and Jeremy and, and Daryl talked a bit and it was like the Friday panel we have a definite end right and so it's like that one maybe it's worth making it more of a preview mm-hmm. type thing let's just get one person from each up there we'll still have some fun and if it's if and and I was I was thinking if it became a thing. Then maybe we'll just make room for more people, right? Because I I don't want people to feel left out, right? But it was also like the one for today for Sunday. I was like, no, pull up as many chairs as possible, right? Because we don't have an ending, right? Uh, we I mean we we don't want to be longer than an hour and a half or so, right? But we're we're not on a clock. Once they start pulling the equipment, is when the end is, yeah. Yeah, when when you know Phil bless him comes in, goes like I want to eat, yeah. Then we you know, we got to get out of there. Uh, Phil Paul, I'm messing all the names up. It's late. Yeah. They're not listening to this. Whatever. No. Nobody listens to this. Yeah. Although, those of you listening to this, thank you. Because yeah. we're, we're kind of running to the end of our little our little uh, supplemental uh, debrief of Sunday. Um, hope this was enjoyable for you. If you got questions about TFCon, uh, send them to Aaron. Yeah. Um, he can answer all of them. A- any question you have about TFCon, I can make up an answer. Yeah. He basically... I mean, Aaron's bald, so he basically runs TFCon. Yeah. That's, that's what the... The emboldening does. Yeah, it's it's a mark of authority. 
And uh, yeah, please stay tuned for more. If you're listening to this, ideally, we've gotten the roundtables up before this. That'd be weird if I don't put them up before yeah. this. This uh, this will also be easy enough. A panel you can push or a recording you can push like three things and have it be live. Yeah, you know, just to shove them all up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I like to roll. Uh, one thing I mentioned at the panel, I mentioned here. I'm really looking to, because I think it makes sense, even if it's a little bit lagged when I start doing it, I'm going to start trying to put some highlights of WTF up on my YouTube channel, um, where it seems like that's a pertinent thing to do. So uh, if you want to re-listen to some stuff, we're gonna, I'm going to put up the one where we talk about the Bumblebee trailers and when we talked about the Siege toys, Okay. Uh, just as an experiment to see how that runs. You know, okay. no, no visual enhancements, really, it's just going to be audio, or like a picture. But check them out if you uh, if you if you think that's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk to you all later. Aaron, I'll talk to you in a, in a sec. We're yeah, you, you turn off the button and you still gotta go like clean all the cards off of your bed before you can sleep. Exactly. It's weird. I, I didn't put them in a binder. I just spread them all over yeah. the bed and I was like, I'll make a deck. At least it's all just common, so that you just when you just roll on it, there's no big yeah. loss. Yeah, they, they 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 grind all that dead skin off yeah. of me. It's good. It's exfoliating. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye.